Viewer discretion advised. Refrain from watching if you're short-tempered or get offended or annoyed easily, or if you're under the age of 18. Also, don't watch if you're touchy on the following subjects, such as mental health, suicide, firearms, veterans, dark humor, swearing, violence, war, small parts of political and world events. The host, co-hosts, and guests are not professionals, so anything mental or physical health-related topics mentioned on Asylum Arms, take with a grain of salt and contact your doctor or therapist for advice or questions on those subjects. Maybe, yeah. All right, guys, welcome to episode 29 of Asylum Arms. Today we have It's Twix with us today, and... um. I feel like I'm freaking me something. Oh, yeah, I am. I kind of have a sponsorship to read, don't I? Yes, you do, sir. Yeah. All right. So this podcast, I don't feel like taking up. So I'm going to try to verbal read it from my mind. This um, podcast is sponsored by Audible. With Audible, you can download on any device and other platform. Well, any device, all devices. And if you lose your spot, you can watch. You can listen and watch on them across devices and you won't lose your spot at all. And you can get. You, if you can't use your credits up to a year, you will get your. You can still use your credits up to a year, which you can use to get a book, custom series, and all that good shit. Also, God, I thought it would be easier to celebrate this without the script, but apparently it's not. No, I think you. I think you're gonna need a script, bud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh well, I've probably read most of it, but I'll, I'll, I'll reread it with the script. Yeah. My mind's drawing a blank. I'm sorry. I've been streaming for ten hours. My mind's drawing blinks. I blame it on streaming for 10 hours. That uh, sounds like a you problem. Sounds like a you problem, fool. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah. You're getting good at those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, you got it up? Oh, oh that sounded wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> and um, we're, real fucking wrong. We're just not doing the better help sponsor today, but yeah, it needs to be stuff. So, all right. So, Audible. The app is completely free and can be on all smartphones, tablets, and devices. You can list across devices without losing your spot at all. And if you can't decide what you want to listen to, don't worry. You can keep your credits up to one year and use them to binge watch a whole series if you like. Also, with Audible, you if you use our link to shows sometime in our Twitch chat. Um, if you use that link, you can get a 30 day free trial and you get to read free ebooks. And we get to, and you get to support the podcast as well at the same time. There's the sponsorship. It was, it was half assed this time around, but I don't care. It worked. It, it worked. Exactly. Hey, it, okay, it worked. Does that sound better? Twix, do me a favor. Uh, say something real quick so they can hear you. Hello. How are you? Oh, Twix is way down low. There we go. He's up now. I turned my mic up. Um, talk now. I turned you up. I should be better. Okay, is he better now? Can you hear me, Kay? Why am I co-hosting when Kay's in here? You mother. He's Kay, at work. He's at work. Force bastard. He's at work. He doesn't work. <laughs> this sucker sits at home all day and does nothing. He's so full of shit. <laughs> All right. Anyways, so how are we doing today, Twix? Yeah, how are we doing? So you are our first um non-content creator guest. Congratulations, sir. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yep. Uh, would you mind telling us? Would you like mind telling us on what you did in the army? I was the field artillery officer. Um, 
what I actually did was a whole lot of nothing. I had some fun times. I had uh, your average wild military shenanigans, but um, I spent the first year of my time in the army in you know, schools in Tradoc. I had basic training, also candidate school, and then six months for artillery bullock. Okay, I have him all the way turned up. He can't go any louder. He's fully turned up on the mixer and fully turned up in Discord. Like he can't go any higher. This is this is a K problem. <laughs> let me let me turn on one of the panels and I can hear it. Alright, I can't get him up any higher. Hopefully it doesn't bleed in. So with our with artillery, how long was your school and where was it at? Uh, artillery Bullock was six months in um, Fort Sale, Oklahoma. Fort Sale, Oklahoma. That's a base I haven't heard of. I've heard of a good bit of bases from this podcast, but that's a new one. Yeah, no, I can hear them through the okay through the panel. So everything's good. Um, um, what was your what was your best experience on that base? Like, did you have any good experiences on that base? Bad ones? What did you think of it for being your first place? <laughs> the army base, there's bad ones. <laughs> well, that's fair. Um, but <laughs> because I was an officer at that point, I lived off post. I had an apartment off post. Um, I, you may see some of the Legos behind me. I'm a bit of Dude. a nerd, so... If I didn't have homework to do, I was either at the movie theater or at home watching movies or gaming. Um, <laughs> That's fair. I think in the, let's see, if we say six months would be 24 weeks. In 24 weeks, I probably did the Harry Potter marathon in my apartment like 16 times. <laughs> Lord. What's your favorite Harry Potter movie? That's, uh, that's a good one. Mine, um, mine's Half-Blood Prince. Mine would probably have to be Half-Blood Prince. I was thinking of, uh, I was thinking of Lord of the Phoenix, mm -hmm. and then I remember there. I enjoyed yeah. Prisoner. That's a good one, too. True. Yeah. Have you seen a newer movie yes, that came out? Yeah, my old ass has seen Isn't the there a new one? one? Wasn't a new one that came out, or is it coming out next year? Yes, it's coming out. Or are you talking about a different one? I don't know. No, I know there, I, there's supposedly one that's coming out that's about his kids. I saw a trailer about a Harry Potter movie that's coming oh, out. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. I, I have no idea if this came out or not. I don't pay attention. <laughs> no, that that hasn't come out yet, but uh, I thought you were talking about the Fantastic Beasts, the third and Oh, I have not seen that one yet. That's still one, that's still one movie I haven't seen. I have that. Fantastic Beasts would be, like, right here. Mm. Uh, that's sitting right there. That's the one I have not it is alphabetical. So I, I gotta ask, as uh, as retired singer, in, mm -hmm. what what are some of the challenges, or actually not even challenges? What are some of the the, the misunderstood aspects that, especially the, the the enlisted? We all think you guys are lazy as fuck, <laughs> and all this other shit. What are what are really some misconceptions that that the enlisted don't understand that the officers have to go through? Um, if I had to speak from personal experience, I would say I did a lot of work behind the scenes. I worked in S3. I worked in battalion operations for 
most most of the time and mm -hmm. um it was just hectic but by comparison motor pool monday where as we know it's a hundred percent mandatory for everyone to be there right and kids would be sitting on their phones not pmcsing vehicles right or when because i was field artillery when i worked with the observers um our fist annex our you know building that we had all the observer parties in mm -hmm. check uh, my gogs a lot real quick keep talking sometimes they'd have me put kids on you know different training i brought them out for land nav and that kind of stuff or just practice but otherwise they'd be sitting on their phones all day every day gotcha I, that's the taxpayer dollars go to absolutely i mean i don't know how many times i've had to sweep a fucking gravel yard for <laughs> no fucking reason um I, I think it was kind of funny though because i'm actually gonna I'm, I'm actually gonna clip what you were saying earlier about you know you would go back to your apartment and play video games and this that, and the other i'm gonna send that to one of my my former officers who used to always tell me that when he was on work or when he got off of work he went home and he was still working i know he's full of shit i knew he was full of shit then now i've got proof <laughs> <laughs> that was when i was in school that was when i was in bolick and when my homework was done i was uh I was gaming or watching movies. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, Once I got to my unit, there was it. You know, it was one of those things where I seemed to be the guy that was called a lot. Some dumb shit went down. Well, we need right. somebody to go pick up the soldier, and I'm like, nope. What's the dumbest yeah. shit you heard or seen? No, go find your fucking junior E5 to go pick up that piece of shit and do something with him. Yeah, it's like, have you talked to your first line? No. <laughs> Why are you calling me? Yep. So what's the dumbest shit you've heard then? After he said to. Oh god. <laughs> if I had a top ten list. <laughs> top um, ten list. No, there were uh there were times where people would drink and drive and end up somewhere that they're definitely not allowed to be, uh, let alone the drinking and driving. But we had someone go through the motor pool gate. And coincidentally, they were missing uh, they were missing wheel chocks and cones. I think random random shit just happened to be missing. So I was like, Steam. unrelated. Check his battery. Please, that'll be us family in the area. Go check that as well. Yes. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we uh, I I, I wasn't army. I was a, uh, I'm a retired Navy CB, so, you know, we like to do a lot of illegal shit. Yeah. And while deployed, we stole a Humvee from the Army because we needed parts. And instead of stealing the parts, we stole the whole Humvee and brought it back to Virginia with us. Um, like two weeks later, it was gone. It was no longer in the yard at all. Nobody yeah. knew where the hell it went. Five years later, we found out that fucking our senior chief, when he retired, went and took the fucking Humvee and drove it to fucking uh, West Virginia, where he lived, and it was sitting in his fucking farm. So he, he basically stole and kept the Humvee as a retirement gift. Yeah, but we couldn't charge him with it because it wasn't ours. So it's basically his retirement gift was a Humvee. <laughs> Essentially, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it was funny, too, because he waited until five years afterward, and then he sent us a picture of him sitting on the Humvee in his fucking, you know, in 
in his property with a big whiskey smile. It's a cigar and a steak. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> bottle of whiskey. I mean, you name it. He I'm sorry. I don't think I could. I don't. I don't think I could wait the five years to do that. <laughs> he, oh, he, no, you he, really he, want to? He played the long. Oh, it's true. He definitely yeah, played, he played the long. The long game for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he played it right. Hundred <laughs> percent played it right. Um. So, so now, how long? How long were you in? Just my first couple of years. Um, yeah. Well, you I know this sound incredibly surprising, but the unit dynamic was not uh, entirely friendly, and <laughs> I didn't want to hang out with that anymore. Anyway, That's fair. I don't blame you. What year did you go in and come out? Uh, early eighteen, late twenty. Oh, so recent. I I got out early. Um, my back's a little fucked up. That's one thing. Um, mm. I'm actually, I think I can say this without giving details. I'm actually uh, pursuing a case against the DOD. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. To look for a medical discharge, or uh, sorry, medical retirement that should have yeah. happened. Who has one? Yeah, I was, I was, I was officially told at, at, at the end of my career that you, according to the Navy, you were too broken for continued service. I was yeah. like, well, you know, I was like, it's whatever. It happens. I mean, yeah. You have a metal leg now, so. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Before you I'm, die, I'm, you, we will be turned into a man. I am an 80% titanium mid thigh to mid shin on my left leg. Yeah, don't no worry. Big deal. Don't, I'm don't, not I, a fucking pacemaker put in my chest. Whatever. I, I, I've seen I've seen the X-rays of your leg. It, 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 it's badass. I'm not gonna lie. No, no. What's What's fun is when you go in to get your MRI, your X-ray on your leg, and the first thing you hear from the t- technician is, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta like look up. And be like, "Hey, hey we're good." Just <laughs> <laughs> um, sir, you got a small issue here. Um, <laughs> fuck is this? <laughs> well when they did the, oh yeah the, i failed to mention uh yeah oh no it's it's fun going through government buildings with their metal detectors oh yeah i go through and they're like sir do you have something in your leg you have no fucking clue do you um do you so airport you don't really go to airports do you I try not to, but um, yes, it will set it off because I have a stainless steel rod going completely through so the center of my With life. airports, do they um try to like bomb check you or how do they do things with airport stuff? They they run a scanner over my leg and then I usually just hand them my phone with a picture of what my leg looks like and they're just kind of like, oh, <laughs> uh-huh. that's a lot of work. <laughs> um, thank you for the raid, Brain Pong. Um... Um, but I I ask this every episode. What is your favorite and least favorite MRE? Sorry, I got stuck on Wrathful Remy's comment. Dick bags. That's normal. That's a normal Remy thing. Um, you know what? Let's see. Favorite MRE. He was he was officer. I still got the same MREs. Yeah, he got the mistaken lock by the way. Fucking MRI. Yeah, that got flashbang. Hey, we're back. Um, the the hell's it called? A maple pork patty, maple sausage, something. Yeah, maple pork patty. That one banger. I would put the yep. syrup on everything. I would but, go with that. Yeah, I put the syrup on everything, even if it didn't make sense. I still. As long as you don't use that syrup on what they called fried rice, 
Mm. <laughs> what they call <laughs> phrased. Yeah. Um, well, would you like to explain this you texture of fried rice and military ideals? Can't. There's <laughs> Can't. no way to describe it. There are no words. But you know what? Here's a hot take. Not a fan of Chili Mac. Really? Okay, that's going to do it for the podcast this evening. This guy Take your is time, everyone. <laughs> you know, Take your time, everyone. You know, you didn't say... You didn't say... Let me clarify. Not, not that I didn't like it at all. I do not think it is the greatest thing to have been in existence like everyone else seems to. You know, it's okay. As long as you don't say veggie omelet is your favorite. That's like the one... That's like the, that's like the band thing Ooh. to say. <laughs> And if you I ever if you ever say it, um, I'm gonna question your existence. <laughs> what's another what's another one that's just absolute shit that you want to be so good and it's definitely not? I hear there's a lot of them. I've, yeah. I've... Um what was it? There's a I could I could go to the garage and tell you. He um Paul has a shit ton of them right. Pesto, the pesto pasta. That was horrible. Something nothing, nothing, in nothing in nature is that color green. <laughs> Remy loves meat in his mouth. In their True. mouth. I don't know if you're... Uh, <laughs> sorry if I misidentified. No, he's a he. Love meat. Okay. He loves meat in his mouth. Right. Yes, yes, he does. It's, yes. It's, it's been proven. I think it's been on stream a couple times. I think we're good. I, 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 we, yeah, it's been proven a few hundred times, probably. Um, so do you have any favorite basic training stories? His basic training is a little uh, different. I don't, no, I don't know what his basic training is. I don't know what his basic training is. I got fucking gas. Would you like to explain to me what your basic training is? My basic so, training let me ask you real quick. Did you go to OCS? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. We'll 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 let him. So I went to school and then I went to basic and OCS. Uh, at the end of well, I should say about the last. Year and a half, yeah. Last year and a half of college, I was doing um, a civilian minor for like the ROTC type stuff, the military science and leadership. Mm-hmm. And when I left, I wanted to be infantry and nothing but was hard stuck. And I was also the guy, still would be if I wasn't broken, but I was also the guy that uh, wanted to either go SF or Rangers. I want to drop my packet as soon as they let me. That was my plan. That was my dream. That was my goal. And I left for the army uh, engaged on my oh, birthday. Shit. As soon as I got to Oklahoma on my birthday, she left me when everything was signed, sealed and delivered. Get the fuck because out. Because if I had chosen infantry, well, yes. Yeah. Before I left and didn't know about it. And then as soon as I left. And the <laughs> okay. Infantry, all right. All right. Yeah. It was Jody for sure. So what? What? What's the difference between officer and normal? I, I don't know what's the difference. At least he calls you normal. <laughs> you normal? <laughs> normal, these guys. Yeah. Like, what, 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 can, um, can you explain to this podcast the differences in this? It's a leadership role. Leadership um, role. Okay. If you looked at my unit, you'd wonder how those two things correlate, how those people were considered leaders, but we won't go there. That's fair. That's fair. In uh, you know, and I can also bring this back to basic training because I was going to say in basic and OCS, um, my drill sergeants in basic and my 
NCO cadre, my enlisted cadre and officer candidate school, mm. did their damnedest to instill people with the right mentalities, the officer candidates, of how to treat people, how to do things, how not to do things. Right. Yeah. And, you know, they truly wanted to build your success. And I listened and I did those things. And I was the only one. I took care of soldiers and I treated them like human beings. Mm-hmm. And I got gas for it. <laughs> I got absolutely fucking isolated and slaughtered for it because I took care of people. It's fucked up, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, when, when, when I was going through, you know, our, our tech school, our A school in, in mm-hmm. the Navy, I was, I was the oldest guy. You know, I was fucking 32 when I was going through basic training. So when I got to A school, you know, they automatically, they were like, yeah, you're the fucking squad leader, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, whatever. So my first night, they, they called me in and they were like, we need you to pick somebody from your squad to stand watch from, you know, balls to 0500. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, I'm gonna give you like 10 minutes to figure it out. I'll come back. You let me know. He comes back. He's like, Who, who's it going to be? I said, well, you know. Petty officer, it's going to be me. And he's like, why the fuck would it be you? You're the squad leader. I said, why the fuck am I going to make one of my troops do something that I haven't even fucking done yet? He just looked at me and he was like, I might actually fucking like you. And then he just walked away and I'm just like, <laughs> fucking dick. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving yeah. 2019. Thanksgiving 2019. At my unit. Um, I was going to be on staff duty. Mm-hmm. Battalion staff duty. And in the battery that was picked to, or who was in line to have the staff duty requirements and the, um, like the CQ, the barracks, um, one of the commanders had said, I don't know who it was, but one of the commanders had said, NCOs will work, soldiers will not. I was like, that's what I've been talking about. (laughs) I like that. Like these soldiers want to take, you know, either a pass or leave because they have family. Of course. They have, and I mean the NCOs do too, but you're a leader. All right. Yeah. Act like so before Absolutely. Before Kay goes freaking out about this question, did you ever do the duck walk and what did you think of it? Oh my god, you brought up Kay's question. Before Kay freaks out and tells us the accent. <laughs> uh, yes. Good old Mips. Everyone has to do the duck walk. Yeah. Everyone has to have a weird old white man staring at <laughs> uh, chocolate starfish. Yep. That's going to be his next. It, yeah, it, it, exactly. It's not the duck walk. He wants to know. All right. Did you have that? He wants to know. Man? He wants to know yep. if an 82 year old white man <laughs> looked at my beetle. Yes. Yes. Yes, he did. <laughs> I think I think not only is Kay bricked up like a motherfucker right now, but you made him the happiest man. <laughs> he was also violated. Hundred percent, we were. Shut up, Kay. Yeah, that's yeah. The only thing is, is you keep bringing it up. <laughs> You're not wrong. He does bring it up every episode. <laughs> Just saying, Air Force. I mean, yeah, he's Air Force. Yeah. Yeah, it says enough. <laughs> so now you, you just spoke up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, 100%. He was just pissed off because there was no dinner involved. Uh, can we clip this entire scene, guys? 
Right. So you you mentioned before that when you got done with with your schooling and everything else like that, you would go back. You want either watch movies, play games. What was what was kind of like your go to escape game that you were you were playing at the time? At the time, I was back into Minecraft a bit and uh, Rocket League. My buddy had got me into Rocket League before I left college, and I kind of mentioned before. Um, I think it was before we were live, but. Uh, you know, I'm not good at video games. I play them like I would enjoy bowling because I'm bad. That's that's what I get out of it. Um, see, I second. Uh, so I wasn't into like. Yeah. I mean, I played Black Ops and Modern Warfare, the original ones on Xbox 360 when I was in school. Yeah. Not good. Not good. Right. But I did not uh, did not play them much. I guess the only other one at the time would have probably been like Grand Theft Auto. Hmm. I played GTA oh, yeah, Five, no. and I would play with cheats. I would just oh, no, you were that guy. Things. Unlimited ammo, high jump, fast run. <laughs> I mean, yeah. unlimited ammo, explosive ammo, and I would do invincibility for five minutes at a time, and I'd reset it. Yeah, I would just run like that for a couple hours. You know, I I, I go suck. to Fort Zancudo. Yep, I I suck I suck at video games, and I always say in my streams, "Don't look at me for good content." Is they suck at fucking video games. No, no, no. Look at you for good content. Don't look at you for fucking um, gaming advice. Yeah, good game, good gameplay. Um, but the bowling one I cannot relate to because I did like ten years of bowling leagues when I was younger. So I can't really relate to that one. Can't relate. Yeah, That's fair. His I'm highest at, score I, was sixty-five. We all know. Actually, no. My highest score is three hundred. <laughs> it wasn't sanctioned. Where's your rank? I don't. I don't know what my high school. It wasn't was in league, so yeah. Just by two hundred. Okay. I had a streak where I was starting to figure it out. <laughs> right. No, uh, right so, now. So okay. So let me ask you: Were you just like straight down the lane, fucking bowler, or were you a hook? Oh, I curved it. You? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I curved it. Once I started figuring it out, yeah. I would know like where to start, like the length uh, the of my exact pacing yep. exactly yep. what i had to do and then it would just be like nah, just kidding nah nah nah, nah. you thought bitches in the gutter you thought <laughs> and gutter yeah um and yeah. 710 split what the fuck just happened <laughs> exactly Fair. you watch it go the whole way like yeah this is the one 710 yeah so all right did you ever yeah, get... And that's when you just go, I'm going to the bar, dude. Uh, just take it. And then I would blame it on the liquor. You see? Of course. Yeah, see? So, hey, look, 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 chat. It's it's simple. Enlisted Tracking. officers, we have the same problems. I, I might sound stupid for asking this question. Did you ever get deployed? Yeah, I, I, I did not. Okay. I, I'm not sure if officers get deployed or not. That's not know. a stupid question. Okay. I, 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 I wasn't sure if you guys get deployed or not. <laughs> yeah. The entire unit goes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, hundred percent. Uh, if 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 the the unit, the battalion, like for us, the battalion, if we got deployed, our officers were right there, even our skipper. Mm-hmm. I can clarify Uh-oh. why I didn't deploy. I was in. <clears throat> Maybe I shouldn't mention the unit. Um, I was in a non-deploying unit because drum roll, please. War crimes. No. Back in about 2015, 2016. Um, I might already be saying too much. I'm assuming Paul knows this uh, unit. There was an incident where people, uh, there was an incident where people hopped the fob and killed innocent civilians. So, okay, I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, that's a wonderful thing. 
I, yeah. I, I know a little bit about the army. My father was an officer in the army, so stop crying for the first time. Okay. Oh, shit. Start crying out. <laughs> Fucking K, it's not a war crime the first time. Shut up. I said that, I said that to my brother. Oh, it was K that said that. You were reading yeah. that. I thought you said that. I was crying. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, no. That's, I said yeah, that to my brother this morning. Funny no shit. shot. He never heard that before, and I was like, really? Yeah, yeah. And after the second or third one, might be a problem. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. I mean, if I can stop up for a second just to explain why I said this to my brother, it was funny. So my brother's a police officer, and he worked until midnight. Yeah, he worked until midnight. We also own a gutter gutter cleaning, I can English, gutter cleaning (laughs) business. So we had a job this morning we were going to do. We're closing down for the season now. But my brother texted me at like 1230 last night saying, if I don't wake up on time, just come slap me in the fucking tits or something. (laughs) So I get to his house, I pull in the driveway, and I texted him, boy, you better be awake or consider your tits slapped. I walk upstairs, lights are off in the entire house. I was like, oh, he's going to fucking get it. And then he's like, I'm awake. <laughs> I'm awake. I was like, I'm going to slap your fucking tits anyway. And he's like, nope, Geneva Convention says you can't. So oh, I said, no. it's not a war crime the first time. Yep. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's like, like when, when we stole, well, I mean, we stole a lot of shit, but, you know, the couple times where we, quote unquote, possibly got caught and the other unit would be like, were you stealing that? No. No. Why would we? What were you doing? I was t- tactical position. Yep. <laughs> Every fucking time. Like, yeah, even our skipper was in on it one time with the Air Force. We, yeah, exactly, Kay. We, we took something from the Air Force. Okay, so we took a Calmar, but whatever. It's a $500,000 fucking equipment. Um, and yeah, their, their colonel came over to our skipper and was like, your guys fucking stole our Calmar. And our skipper goes, they tactically acquired your shit and walked off. And we were just like, I love this man. <laughs> yep. Yep. I may or may not happen to have left my unit with one of uh, said wheel chocks I was talking about earlier. Ah, you have those. It may or may not be in my garage right now. Mm. So. You can't see it, but that box is resting on something that yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. the unit has to turn that in. I, on the other hand, made friends with supply and they were like, well, you never signed for it. <laughs> gotcha. I have a box of uh, mags that I've always told people were my dad's. Yeah. Aren't those fun? Supply is cool. (laughs) Supply, I will tell everybody in chat right now, and I guarantee you Twix will say the same thing. One of the first friends you want to make is with Supply. Supply Supply Uh, is your fucking greatest friend. Second one is medical. Um, and I say that because they, they sent us through, you know, combat lifesaver training and they were like, um, so here's your IFAC. And I'm like, okay, what happens when I use everything? They're like, you shouldn't have to. I'm like, yeah, but I'm really taking this home. So what happens when I use everything? And they're like, oh, well, we'll just restock you. I'm like, see you next week. That's what we're talking about. I'll see you next week. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, and I don't know what you call it in, uh, might be like your, was it Yaman in the Navy? Is oh, your, yeah. Uh, paper folks. Yes, paper pushers. My lead packet, my lead packet needs to uh, 
have someone to take care of it. Needs yep. to give it attention. Mm-hmm. I'm out of oh, the time of 650 people. Mm-hmm. I'm close to my S1. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, you're, it, believe me, we have S1, we have S3 Charlies, we have all that same bullshit. We, we, we follow the same, same stuff. Oh, yeah. So, so let me ask you because I, I, I saw it happen a couple of times when I was in the Navy and it was, it was, it was kind of interesting to me at the time um, as a junior fucking CB. Um, we would get our new butter bars in. And, you know, of course, they they came in with, you know, piss and vinegar and all these great ideas. And the first thing that, you know, their lieutenant, well, our lieutenant or or whatever would look at them and go, go talk to the chief. Or, you know, and I know in the army, they're like, hey, go talk to the fucking sergeant major before you come up with a fucking idea. Right. You know, is that is that real? I mean, I like I said, I saw it on my side of the house. Is that something that that was kind of like, you know, your your go to? My, my unit was not that way, my way with everyone, kind of like I was saying before with the people that would give me the right ideas and the wrong ideas, right? Um, the to do's and the not to do's or do not do's, um, before I left. So in school, I actually worked for the campus police off and on. I give them a year and then I was off for a year and then I gave them another year. And, okay. uh, the campus chief is a Marine. Oh uh, shit. And before I left, yeah. Yeah, no. Heck, the, entire department, the entire department was military. Oh, of course. Those guys were those guys were skull fuckers. Oh yeah. No, you got campus fucked. police that will fucking like clear buildings like you wouldn't believe. Those guys fucked. Yeah. But uh one of the things Chief told me was you answered a gunny. You answered your sevens. Yep. Right. And I was like, Okay. But for me, it was five, sixes, sevens, more sixes mm-hmm. and sevens. Um, we had the first sergeants. I was close with all of our first sergeants um, for the most part. I, I shouldn't say close, but uh, we had a good working relationship. Yeah. Yeah. They, they knew that I was trying to be in the right place, right time, not be that guy not be the lt that shows up like they think their shit don't stink um yes one thing i tried to pride myself on not tried to one thing that i did pride myself on was uh for example when i work with observers and this could have been the mechanics when we were looking at vehicles this could have been any time i would do my best to ask them to explain something to me whether i knew the answer or not because that goes both ways. That that explains and that uh, I guess helps both sides. If I needed the answer, they had it. These kids were smart. Mm-hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. I didn't underestimate the threes and fours when if I had a question, they could answer it. But if I knew the answer, that would also allow them to feel good about themselves and saying like, okay, I do know what I'm fucking doing. Yeah. Right? Oh, they go back to the barracks at night, you know, at the end of the workday. They'd be like, yo, uh, we'll say Twix. <laughs> yeah. Lieutenant, Lieutenant Twix asked me to fucking, like, he could either say, you know, what a fucking idiot. How is he an officer? Or he could yeah, say, like, yeah. you know, he actually sat there and listened to me. Like, that made me feel fucking awesome. Yeah. All right, so we have a question from Kay. Um, what did you miss? What do you miss most about your time in your service? 
I miss my soldiers. I still talk to two people out of my battalion of 650 people. I talk to two people from my unit. I miss my guys so much, and I lost touch with so many people. Um, I talked to a mechanic, and I talked to one of the LTs that I was good friends with. Mm-hmm. I said I was the only one. He's an exception. <laughs> I'd say out of... Let's see. That'd be a total of, we'll say, 65, 70 officers. Um, I was probably one of four that treated soldiers like human beings and not like property of the United States government. Yeah. Well, good on you, man. I, I miss people. Yeah, I, I, I grew up a, a, an officer brat. Um, thank you, Dad. Um, but I mean, he, he was the same way. I mean, he was, he was very high ranking, but he loved his enlisted to death. He, he started out enlisted, made his way through this and the other, you know, Vietnam back then, you know, if you outlived your unit, you were promoted. Um, he made a couple of ranks because, you know, he was, you know, one of the last guys, you know, quote unquote alive that, you know, was, was up for the next one. So when it was time for him to retire, um, you know, his, his enlisted gave him a really hard time. You know, they loved him to death. He loved them to death. Didn't want to retire. It was time. Um, so they, they kind of became unruly. Um, so he was like, okay, you know, and he, he still was, you know, buds with them, this and the other until it was retirement day. And then he told the entire unit, you're going to be in your dress blues in Alabama in the summer out on the field. The retirement ceremony is five and a half hours long. <laughs> he watched half of his battalion face plant from dehydration. And As the other was, was scroll, I just have a couple things to say. 100%. He did it. And he almost, now he almost fucked me over because I went, I went, I went in the Navy while he was still active duty. And I had just got done with basic training. I had just got done with a school. I had mm-hmm. just got to my first command. And we were getting ready to go on to a field training exercise. And I get a phone call from his major and he was like, Hey, but your dad's retiring. He really wants you there. And I'm like, okay, when's the dates? And he was like, well, it's this date. I'm like, oh shit. I leave for the field that day. And the major goes, well, if you want, I go ahead and call your command and let them know who your dad is. And we'll get you out of the field training exercise. And I'm like, you do not fucking do that shit. Um, I'm like, I love my dad to death, but do not make that fucking phone call. So <laughs> he didn't make it. And I'm glad he didn't because I don't want to be in my goddamn dress blues, especially the Navy, because it's all cotton. I mean, it's the heaviest. Yeah, fucking I'm really sorry, dad. I had the FTX. Yeah. I'm so sorry I missed it, sir. Yep. So yeah, no, and, and then tonight knowing I can't go to your ceremony. Exactly. Well, the the bad part was was my my commanding my officer knew who my dad was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were out in the field training exercise, and he ran into me. I was, you know, I had a twelve hour shift in a pit, in a firing pit, and he comes walking up, and he was like, "Well, construction man, blah blah blah. Why the fuck are you here?" And I said, "Sir, we're you know doing a field training exercise. Yeah, your dad fucking retires in like five hours." That's why I'm in this pit, sir. Why I'm here. 
Yeah, and he's just like, well, we'll we'll talk about that later. Not a conversation I like to have. <laughs> Fair. It's no, that's all right. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. That, no, no, no. Fuck that shit. No, I. Uh, my dad was a corpsman in Vietnam. Good shit. Uh, dad's dad was a corpsman. Mom's dad was a colonel, JAG Army. Oh shit. Uncles. Uh, I had a lot of family, military though. in the family. A lot of military in the family, but also a huge family, so it's still not even proportionally significant. <laughs> it's crazy. But you grew up in a military house. Right, my mom's a baby of seven. Jeez. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. I'm the baby of four. There you go. Yeah. So big set. Decent sized family. Big family. Yeah, my, I mean, like a full fucking practice squad family. Together. Yeah, my mother is the mother of like a family of five, but she was adopted into it. But then her mother is a family of like 15. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, look, during the Great Depression, there wasn't a lot to do. You couldn't drink. <laughs> Prohibition was in effect. So, I mean, you had to fuck. You could drink you just illegally. Yeah, well... <laughs> And also, a lot of it wasn't I mean, exactly he dead. Shot you for taking a shot. I mean, true. That too. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So, so as as a as a leader of anything in the military, we we always had to do the same bullshit every Friday, which was that goddamn safety brief that you knew nine times out of ten there was like three or four soldiers sitting over here or. You know, uh, CBs or, or sailors, airmen, whatever, fucking Marines that <laughs> absolutely did not listen to what the whatever fuck. Whatever the fuck. Said. It's funny. What? Um, did, yeah. did you? Because I know I did it. Um, I would I would throw random shit in the safety brief. I'm so anybody... glad you said that. That's what I was going to come up with. <laughs> That's what I wanted to know. I was I... the only one that would throw oh, random God. shit in. Yes. I had the most fun with safety briefs. Um... <laughs> I also did a couple like salute batteries because I was artillery. I did salute batteries for our division change of command. So for a two star. Right. Um, anyone that doesn't know. And for the core, change of responsibility for the core, uh, command sergeant major. Yep. So when I did safety briefs for these guys, these were like this was the goofball bunch that when I said I need people, they were like, take him. I don't want him for a week. Right. Mm-hmm. That's who I had. And I love those guys to death. Yep. Guys and guys and gals. I had a couple yeah. uh females. Oh, fuck, that was so much fun. When I would give them safety briefs, I would throw in stuff like, you know, don't add to the population, just subtract from the population. Don't end up in jail, don't end up on the news. But if you end up in jail, assert dominance quickly. Yes. Um or if I was giving, you know, a scripted a real safety brief. I'd also throw in the middle somewhere. Uh, I throw in the middle somewhere something like, and don't use power tools as sex toys. Yes. Right. I've, I've actually used that one before. Yeah, like that. Yeah. I love that one. I, I, I had to use that one because it came into effect one time. Um, a lot of them, I, I would throw, I would throw odd shit in, like you know, don't skydive naked while high. Okay. It, like it, it wasn't because I was just making shit up. Um, we had a couple of incidences in Nevada where that happened. 
so when I transferred to Mississippi, you know, I was like, well, you know, they looked at me, they're like, well, you're the fucking E6. You go ahead and fucking give the safety brief. And I would throw in just like random shit, like, you know, don't go skydiving naked high. Don't impregnate, you know, the the commanding or the the, the base fucking Master Chief's daughter. Stuff like that. I mean, like really basic shit that you should know. You know, what? unfortunately, some people were like, I'm pretty sure he just dared me not to do this. <laughs> when uh, when my unit was getting, when my battalion was getting a new command star major, uh, people were making the jokes like, all right, who's going to be the first one? Fuck's our major's daughter. Yep. And then he shows up with his family and his daughter was like nine. Oh. Um, um, <laughs> That's when everyone starts looking at each other going, there were a couple conversations to be had. In yeah. hindsight, just a few. We thought we were being funny, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we had no idea. Make a joke, sir. And I was like, you got some explaining to do. I thought yeah. you were from California, not Alabama. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I'm just kidding. Yeah, on top of that, do you know what Google is, you dumb fuck? Yeah, you, you can find this stuff out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We 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 had that episode where we had a uh, new command master chief for the base, and we got a call Monday morning, um, after a four day weekend or some shit like that, and you know we get all we hear is I want to know who such and such is, and we're just like, well, who the fuck are you? First off. Right. And he was like, well, I'm the command master chief of the base. And I'm like, oh, shit. You know, and I looked uh, over. I, I was I was an E5 at the time. So I looked over at, you know, my my LPO and I handed the phone. I'm like, dude, it's fucking on you now. And he puts it on speakerphone and he's just like, you know, what can I do for you? You know, command master chief. And he was like, I want to know who blah, blah, blah is. And he's like, well, he's one of my troops. What what can I do for you, command sergeant or uh, uh, master chief? And he was just like, um... So, uh, I've got I've got pictures of of this particular person um, having sex with my daughter in the soccer field. Oh no! No. Yeah, no. My my LPO looked at me. He was just like, "Go get blah blah blah." And I'm like, "No, I'm not gonna." No. He was like, "No, I'm telling you right now, go get him." So I he was a he was an E two. And I go get him. You know, he he'd been at the command for three months. Yeah. And you know, I was just like, you know, blah blah blah. Come with me. You're just fucking follow me. And I brought him into you know the the office. And now all of a sudden, our CO, our XO, our command master chief, our master chiefs, all our senior chiefs, every chief in our fucking unit is standing in that room. Uh huh. And. They looked at me and they're like, blah, 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 stand fast. I'm like, I can fucker. And they all looked at me, they're like, yeah, no, no, <laughs> we we get that. Just just stand fast. <laughs> Come to find out, he was drunk. She was underage. Oh. She had been drinking. They met at the McDonald's on base. And shit happened. Oh no. I, I I would love to go into what the punishment was, but <laughs> I don't ever. I'm so glad I'm fucking retired now. <laughs> it, 
it was it was bad would i it, mean like one it, of my master chiefs grabbed a fucking fire extinguisher and was like just put it on mute for a second i'm gonna throw this he wanted to throw it at this particular cb that fucked up um and it was oh it was so, so i'm gonna guess the punishment was um it's not allowed in today's standards yeah not likely <laughs> <laughs> big time yeah um no Paul. um you wanted your stories um brought up um brought up a topic that i think i remember correctly um correct me if i'm wrong but didn't you um didn't a um coast guard try to pull rank on you before it, it wasn't that he he wanted to pull rank on me. It was it was one of those ordeals where I was going through A school, so you know I was I was still an E two, and um, it was on an army base, Fort Lost in the Woods. I fucking hate that place. Me too. But there was a master chief, and and it happened with the army too. It, it ended up happening with a, an officer in the army, but um, there was a a master chief from the coast guard that was on the base and i walked by him and i didn't address him because i didn't know who the fuck he was didn't understand the uniform at the time you know it was like i mean we were pretty far apart from one another he flipped the fuck out you know obviously you know yeah. fucking recruit stop what you're doing blah 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 and i'm fucking you know, pictures and I, everywhere exactly <laughs> one of those guys and 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 i was uh you know i was walking with a a e6 at the time um he was you know he was cross rating so he was going through school um and you know we both stopped you know about face looked at him listened to his bullshit and he was like i'm a goddamn mass chief in the fucking coast guard and i had a bottle of water and i said oh and i dumped it out and i said go to work and i walked off I'm <laughs> you know, I mean, we all know that there, there, there's a reason why there's, you know, a height requirement for the Coast Guard, and it's six foot, because that's as deep as they fucking go in the ocean. Little pussies. Sorry. Shit, I probably should have said that. I don't care. I mean, I think you said it before in your episode, so um, it's okay. Shit, I'll... I'll Anyway, I got no problem talking to them about it. I want you to bring up the story when we have a Coast Guard on. I will get you fucking Taz on this show. <laughs> Me and Taz have already had this conversation. Okay. He fucking hates when I bring it up. <laughs> yeah, I had a couple things like that where it was, you know, somebody of importance, someone who has their picture on the wall. Right. The, the chain of command. Somebody. Yeah. There are a few times that somebody would show up to like staff duty or to the barracks in the middle of the night in civilians. Right. It's like, I could probably recognize you in your uniform. I don't recognize you in a ball cap or in cities. Your God civilian clothes, right? Like just yeah, your average everyday fucking dude. It's also zero one. So if these guys are tired and don't recognize you, uh, We've been major, 16 hours, sir. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right before I left my unit, because right, like I said, I got out late mid uh, 2020. Back in March of 2020, uh, my unit was down at the National Training Center, NTC, in uh, California, right? Yeah. Okay. And I was on Rudy because at some point I was going to be getting out. And I was like, no, I'm broken. I'm not fucking going. Right. 
there's a lot more to this. I actually, uh, I'm the reason that the brigade commander is no longer in the United States Army, but that's a much different story. He tried to bring profiles to NTC. He tried to bring medically fucked up people, like people getting a med board, getting medically retired or discharged. Yep. NTC, so he had his numbers. And yeah. What is the NTC went, I, for other people? National Training Center. Uh, they go down and they practice large unit. Um, they do large unit, like force on force. Um, just like, it's it's deployment practice. It's large mm. unit deployment practice. Yep. Okay. So this would be like my entire brigade. You know, I said my battalion is 650 people. There are seven battalions in the in the brigade. That's how. That's why they go to something like that. Yeah. Is to bring a unit that big. But yeah, you're not doing that in Lowmore, Iowa. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and I was also going to say where we normally do our training, but I don't want to get people to go down the unit. <laughs> it's all good. And so you're not going to do it in Yakistan. You're not going to fuck it. Yeah, exactly. I'll say Yakistan if anyone knows where that is. <sighs> but, Sounds like uh, you have a wonderful unit. Great fucking people. But when he tried to do that, and you know, I talked to my commander and I was like, hey, I'm supposed to get my uh I'm supposed to get my shit. I'm not going anywhere. Good try though. Right. Um he's like, you know what? That's a valid point, LT. You know, I'll have discussion with the I'll have discussion with the brigade commander, let him know your concerns, blah blah blah. And I didn't go. But I then made a phone call to IG's investigative general. Uh I made a phone call to IG and I had this master sergeant. That's an E8. This master sergeant, like, uh, let me call my colonel and someone will be in touch with you, sir. And I was like, Roger that, bud. Yeah. Three days later, I find out that, uh, four days later, I find out that the brigade commander's under investigation from a soldier. He was like, yo, did you guys fucking hear? And then I pulled him aside after he was done, like, spouting all the boys are losing their fucking minds. And I was like, of course. By the way, that was me. Yeah. And and <laughs> like, how many people what? like were like yeah, we're we're not only shocked, but we're ready to high five, bow down to you. They were like, we're going to the bar, I'm buying drinks. <laughs> but he was like, hell yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we, we, we I got off track of what I was trying to say with all this. Um, so I was on the rear D, the rear detachment for this NTC rotation. And like I said, that was March. And that's right when COVID kicked off and started going crazy. So they're all down there. And Sergeant Major is a goofy looking bald white dude, right? I know you've never seen one of those in the army before. But um, Sergeant Major was a goofy looking bald white dude. Yep. And yeah. And, uh, And no hate on people that like to bick their head every morning. Good for you. Good on you. Yeah. Do what you want to do. But my guys, my observers, look like this. Four inches on the top. It's cut on the top of the ear, right? Yep. My guys look like this, especially when COVID kicked off and they couldn't get their haircuts because licensed professionals were told you will not operate. Yep. Regulation state. That if a licensed professional is not made available, you can't mandate haircuts. Right. So, my boys 
are having the time of their life. They get to let it <laughs> go, and nobody can many, tell them they can't. I got to know right now, how many fucking mullets were there? I don't know if anybody yanked a mullet when they came back. And I know a couple I, spent, I spent some time away from work. They they decided that I was not mission essential, and right. I stayed home. And this was also this was one of the best parts was not having to show up because <laughs> I would text my uh, you know I would text another lieutenant in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'd text him at uh, you know like zero six and say like you know I'm still alive basically right. not verbatim yeah. at first, but then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm a jokester at heart, I would text him like, LOL, still alive. And one of the sixes who worked for me would say, LOL, same. (laughs) He didn't like that, but fuck you gonna do about it. Exactly. So because Sergeant Major had this issue with people's hair, he called back to the acting commander, who was a first lieutenant, who was an O2. He called back and he's like bitching. It's on speakerphone. I'm in the office. He's bitching about this, saying like, "What the fuck am I gonna do? These guys won't fucking." And I, I all but verbatim recited the regulation, stating that if there's not a licensed professional made available, right? Yep. And I finished by saying, "But Sergeant Major knows that." Oh. Just a passive aggressive little. But Sergeant Major knows that. Yeah. Here's a big fuck you. So they asked me to come in when they were going to have all the buses arriving, which was going to be like a six-hour window from when the first right. one would get there to when the last one would probably get there. Mm-hmm. It, it was within that six-hour window. I was hoping it would be closer, but they used the six-hour window. So, fuck it. And all these people are sweaty and dirty and tired, and you know, I was doing my best to help everyone out, make sure accountability was taken so they could go back, shower, take care of what they need to. Yeah. Um, some of the some of the like seniors' wives and stuff had gotten like toilet paper because that was crazy at that point in time, right? Like they got some toilet paper, make sure that the soldiers had toilet paper when they came back. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, know what it, as long as they didn't get it from supply, because it was fucking sandpaper is what they got. <laughs> or one ply. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it was one ply, it would just crumble. It was one ply, and I mean you're literally doing this for five hours getting enough that you could wipe your ass. But this is where I'm outing myself with this story. This is one of the this is one of the don't do's. And I was just not having it that day. I was ready to get out. I was already checked out long time ago right. at that point. And uh Storm Major sees me in the battalion headquarters down the hall. This is a long hall. It's a one long building, and we have offices that line the entire thing. And then you have the commander's office, the XO, S3, and the S1 shop at the variant. S1 has three shops at the end. Right. So, Star Major's all the way down the hallway. But it's probably because I'm the only person on the footprint that has a clean haircut, because I cut my own hair at the time. Right. Like, I was the only one that wasn't yeah. bag of smashed ass. <laughs> Sees me down the hallway, and he's like, Lieutenant Twix! <laughs> and I knew the voice, so I turned, and I was like, uh-oh. You're my favorite person. Come here. Right? He comes down, and this man is, I mean, like, whiter than sour cream on normal circumstances. Right. Beat red. Screaming at me about the audacity to talk to him in that way. 
et cetera, et cetera. I could not repeat to you what he said because I was phoned out and I knew how I was going to respond. So he is just full bore going at it. And when he finished talking, I put my hands in my pocket. I looked down at his feet and I said, I'm sorry, sorry, Major. I must have misheard you. Were your feet together? Oh, no. I, that's the only time I ever did that to somebody. <laughs> I wanted to out myself because I still think to this day that that is just the funniest fucking thing I've ever done. I, you know that every fucking senior enlisted from that point on was like, if you see this motherfucker, I had kill him. <laughs> I mean, not like, in the, well, no, I wouldn't say in the literal sense because I, I know some shady motherfuckers, but yeah, sorry, that's some funny commander. shit. He went to the commander, the battalion XO, three captains that I worked for, the major that I worked for, and he told everybody, all the first sergeants. He told everyone. I'm sure. I'm sure word got down from you know the fucking E1 to you know the 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 command sergeant major. Everybody was aware of what you did. Yeah. And I mean, I we we had it happen on our side. There was an officer that stepped a little bit out of bounds um, because he and 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 I'm not saying it's the same situation because obviously it's not because what we went through was it was a butter bar with a chip on his shoulder that decided to talk shit to an E8 mm. um, in front of all the troops and pull rank. Not a good idea since there was Let's... a CW05 standing next to RE8 and it didn't turn out really well for him. Um, but the rest of us, a dick slap. It was worse than that. I mean, when, when, when you have a chief yeah. warrant officer go, look, bitch, in front of an entire battalion, everyone's just going, we probably should turn around at this point. Yeah. Maybe just well. our our captain or colonel for the army, he went inside, and the XO went inside, and the command mass chief went inside, and it was just this junior officer and a CWO four. Not a good time yeah. for the officer. For us, greatest fucking day of our life. Died. He didn't die, but he came really close. Can we talk about murder on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Warren, before he decided to do what he did, he looked over and said, I want you to go find the corpsmen, all of them, mm, that was and cool. bring them here. Okay. Yeah. That was yeah. Cool. All six of them nice. need to come with me. Nice. <laughs> See, he's being proactive. I respect oh, it. 100%. He cares about his troops. He cares. Exactly. <laughs> Got it. Okay, Kay, 100%. People. I'm, I'm going to back up for here for a minute because, okay. um, Kay, he said all bullshit aside, I wish I had leadership like you. I'm going to 100% agree with that. Um, I, I, saw that. I, had, I had my that. bad officers. I had my really good officers. I'm really, like, close friends with my my retired warrant officer. Um you know, before I was retired, he retired first. Um, I will say, I was, I was, I, I kind of had mixed feelings about talking with an officer because I am kind of biased. I'm enlisted. I get it. I get it. But 
you're not one of those douchebags. Thank you for not being one of those douchebags. My boss is uh, my boss is prior Air Force, and oh no, he's hundred percent a douchebag. He still loves to talk about how dumb I am, but at least you're not as dumb as the you know. He'll he'll either pick Marines or Navy, and I'm like, okay, who takes you anywhere ever? Yeah, I don't remember what his job was, but he loves to give me shit about being an officer. And he's like, yeah, every chance that I got, I fucked with. All. I was like, good for you. Yeah, yeah, I'm proud of you. If you actually did that, good for you. So um, that's well, funny that, to me. That was one of the things I, I I would die laughing about. Is you know I would always hear, hey, army officers are better. Yeah, sure. I was an E4. I had to go to uh, AP Hill. I had to go see 10th Mountain Division because mm-hmm. I was helping them deploy. Because they didn't have a Hasdecker, so they didn't know actually how to get their equipment out of the country. So I showed up. I was an E4. I wear, you know, at the time, we were still in the woodlands, so my rank was on my collar. It looks like a colonel. Our our E4 looks like a colonel. So I'm walking through the parking lot. Sure as shit, four fucking officers from the Army snap to. They're all butter bars. Good morning, sir, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just, I looked over and I'm like, oh, fuck my life. So I snapped the salute back. I said, stop, sirs, I'm an E4. It's not necessarily. He was just like, so you're not a colonel. I'm like, well, it says fucking Navy. Yeah. And he's just like, well, you're a collar device. And I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) I'm like, so how far is it to actually get to headquarters for 10th? And they were like, 300 yards from where you're at. He said, how many of you are coming out of the building? Probably about 60 of us. Oh! <laughs> so I, I I had to do this constantly. I had to stop, sirs, you know, sirs, ma'am. I'm an E4. I'm giving you a courtesy salute because you obviously outrank me. Do not call me sir, blah, blah, blah. And they're just like, your guys' ranks are stupid. <laughs> I'm just like... Sure. <laughs> and then yeah, I get, I get inside, know. and the colonel looks at me. He's like, "So, how many times you get saluted?" And I'm like, "How many motherfuckers do you have in your unit?" All of the times. That's, yes, that is how many times. <laughs> yeah, all of the times. I will tell you, and and I will say this against K, and I love you, K. Shut the fuck up because you're stupid. Y'all's Air Force ranks make no sense. I know the Marine ranks. I know the Army ranks. I know the Navy ranks. I mean, you want to shit Coast Guard? Coast Guard is, you know, fucking Homeland Security. Nobody cares. Y'all shit doesn't make a goddamn bit of sense. I look at Airmen. I don't know if, if you want to check, yourself, check out Space Force ranks. I just did that like a week I ago. I saw that the other day. Fuck me. Yep. Oh my God. What it's the like, f- uh, so what, what does it mean when you have uh, three up and 27 down? Um, I think he's a recruit. What the fuck he is? Right? Yeah. Sounds like they're playing they, fucking they're Battleship. Our Chevrons, and I'm like, who are you? It sounds like they're playing yep. fucking Battleship by the way you just talk their pool. <laughs> so, so, so three up and three down. It's like oh, three up and 27 down to the Air Force, and that's a recruit. Um, so we have, we have, we have Chevrons, and we have what, what is considered a reverse Chevron. So one goes up, and you've got, you know, this. And one goes down, and you got this. 
but each one on top of each other makes a different rank. But in the Air Force, no, their shit's different. They've got the stupid circle with a star in it with fucking wings coming out of it. And there's like 97 of those, and that means he's an E2. But if he's got 97 of those and one down and like a fucking antenna on top, I don't know. He's an E5, I think. Yeah, that's my defense in the way to E6. No, actually, that's a good way to look at it. Fuck. <laughs> um, Holy shit. So, can we... Angry cops where the army... Oh, no, no. I've already seen it. So, um, Twix, um, yeah, I follow his page religiously. hundred percent. Love that guy. Twix, did you, um, um, how was the, um, adaptivity going back to the real world from military? Like the transition We're getting after. out during a global pandemic. Yeah. How was that um, transition? transition? Transition back to a uh, civilian life for most people is very, very rough. Just depends what you go to and how you prepare yourself. Um, and doing during a global pandemic, I think, made it a little bit harder. Um, I couldn't even imagine trying to fucking get out during that bullshit. Yeah. Without going into depth, obviously, this is more than just uh, a podcast type thing. But, like, my mental health was at its worst. And that says a lot. Yeah. But... Um, mm. Something that the army does, I think most branches do it at this point. If they don't, what the fuck? But the army has what they call SFL TAP, it's Soldier for Life Transition Assistance Program. Yeah, we have TAPs. Where you spend a week going through classes on how to apply for different, if you want to go to school, uh, how to apply for jobs, create a resume. A lot of this, not to diminish value, and I'm boosting the value of this by saying, mm -hmm. It's primarily, at least those portions are primarily for the 17 and 18 year olds that went straight from high school to. Yeah, right. 100%. Didn't have, there are exceptions, but didn't have full time jobs, didn't have school, didn't have, you know, some of those other experiences of being independent and having to take care of those things. Mm -hmm. Um. Whereas me, I had full-time jobs. I went to school. I, I'm not saying I had a rough life, but I've had some, uh, you know, I, I was prepared. Um, I was prepared for being a big boy. <laughs> but there were a couple things that I did take from that, you know, with boosting my ability to budget and, Actually pay attention to what's coming in and what's going out. Um, just little things like that. But when I got out, I was trying my damnedest to find a job. I've never been the kind. I'm not going to speak ill. It is what it is. I've never been the kind to be on welfare or on unemployment or anything like that. And after a month and a half of not getting a job, yeah, I finally got employment. Right? Yeah. And I was living with my parents. I think I lived with my parents for like four months when I got out of the army and it felt like forever. But when I look back at it, it wasn't as bad as I thought. I think I was just stuck in a loop. Yeah. Uh, with a lot of things. But once I got a job, started saving up the money because I lost all my money trying to get home. 
It was it was hell. I sold one of my motorcycles to get home. Oh no. Um, yeah, I sold one of my motorcycles to get home, and there was also uh, a shit relationship at the time. Was it like a high end motorcycle, or what kind are we talking? No, it was a ninja. Um, my other bike is a '93 Heritage Softail that used to be my dad's, so that'll never be gone. Mm. I was gonna say I would I would sell everything I owned before I went with that one. Yeah, yeah. I would sell organs. <laughs> hey, fifteen grand for a nut. I'm just saying. I would sell organs that you need to live before I sold the Harley. Hey, hey, hey! That's I'm exciting. just saying. That's true. This is true. Fifty-five k for a fucking liver. Hey, it's every okay. So mine's probably dead. Every six, every six, every six months, you can cut your liver in half. Every six months, your liver regenerates back okay, to full. With that, I'll be back. Okay, I actually want to. I want to address those last couple of comments just to clarify oh, the first one with uh, being drowned in booze for a while. Um, I, I had my moments. I had some times like that. I didn't get stuck in it, thankfully. Um, and I hope you, uh, I hope you're able to get a grasp on that. And oh, case good. Better. Case I know that's hard. Case good now. There's, there's a there's a ton of us that will show up at his house and make him eat yeah. the most disgusting things just to make him pay for it. Me and Paul being two of them. But 100% correct. There's nothing wrong with getting a helping hand. That's yeah. why I say I, I didn't want it to sound like I'm speaking ill on someone that, you know, needs something like that. There's nothing right. wrong with that. I always had a reservation with it. I always had, you know, some... Some type of perspective that I didn't want to end up there, I think is more what I was looking at that as, is I didn't want to end up there because I would feel like... Yeah, you failed. It, it, that, that's a pride thing with me trying to be... Yeah. Trying to be the best I can be. I, I would feel like I failed at some point. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, it's not saying that you fail to have to get there. Twix, you ever need but, to talk about it, DMs? It, it, it's it's a mindset that... that it's a mindset that we were given when we were in the military, you know, um, you, you, you don't ask for help. You take care of it yourself. You do whatever it needs to be done to get the fucking job done. Once we're, once we're transitioning out, all of a sudden, you know, we, we still have that mindset, but we can't apply that to civilian life because it's not the same anymore. You know, I can't turn around and go, Shit, you know, my back hurts. I really need help. Hey, you know, construction men or airmen or 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 soldier, blah, blah, blah. Hey, come over here and help me. All of a sudden, I'm on my yeah. own. And I've got to figure it out on my own. Yeah. And it's just, no, I, I 100% get it. I think TAPS is is one of the, the good sides of getting out. But I will be honest, a week is not long enough. Um, you get like three or four days of, okay, so here's what the VA can do for you. And then you get a couple of days of here's how to write a resume. Here's how to do a job interview. Here's how to bring forth what your abilities are when you were in the military to the civilian life. And then they're just kind of like, all right, so go do it. 
And you're just kind of like, um, okay, so I got this giant book of bullshit that I've written in and that you talked to me about. But I just spent, like, for me, I just spent the last 11 years, five months, 22 days being told how to fucking do something. So how the fuck do I make this work? Yeah. It's... That mentality with those programs and trying to cram all that into a week is the same as everything else with briefs or classes or whatever it may be on different topics over and over where you drink from a fire hose and then they go do it. I spent spent more time getting, getting information, briefs, this, that, and the other before I went on deployment compared to when I got out. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I knew where my enemy was. I knew what our, 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 our mission was. I knew where my forward operating base was. I knew where our supply chain came from. I knew when and where a plane would touch down, drop off fucking ammunition, beans, band-aids, and everything else for my troops. Right. To a T. I mean, literally to a T. But when it was time to get out, all of a sudden it was just like, all right, so here's the deal. We're going to give you a real brief summary of what it's like to be a civilian, and good luck. Luck. Yeah. And what you said before is exactly the difference where the difference is they look at it like they've been doing this the whole time. We can make them drink from a fire hose and they'll retain it. The difference is when I leave and I drive 2,000 miles home, Mm -hmm. I can't say, Hey, Captain so and so, I need you. I can't say, or if I was an enlisted soldier, I can't, you know, text or call my first line. And say, hey, I fucking need you. Yeah. It's I'm two thousand miles away from everyone now. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, Somebody you have your that. friends and family to pick that up. Yeah. But a lot of times, but it's down. still not the same. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when 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 I got out, um, it was March thirtieth, twenty twenty. Um, just before the pandemic, I got out like literally right before the pandemic hit. Um, I got out on a Friday. You know, my last day with with the Navy was on a Friday. I walked out the gates, loneliest day of my life. Still think about it to this day. You know, I, I, I didn't have my my operators. I didn't have my junior troops. I, I, I shook hands with two people the day that I retired. Um, one was a commanding officer from another unit. And the other one was the commanding officer of the base. Um, mm. They came and found me and were like, you know, blah, blah, blah. EO one love you. Thank you for everything you've done. I'm really sorry it happened this way type of thing. Um, I walked out the gates alone. You know, at my troops, it was Friday. It was noon. Everyone's getting off early. What the fuck do you think they want to do? They want to kick the door open and bolt to their car and go the fuck home. Mm-hmm. totally understand you know but it was still a lonely time i went home i was good you know friday saturday sunday perfectly fine monday morning rolled around zero three thirty. i woke the fuck up got out of bed put my uniform on started walking down the stairs my wife comes down the stairs and goes what the fuck are you doing i turned around i was like i'm going to work she's like bitch you're retired and i was just like oh yeah I'm going to have coffee with whiskey. I'll be right back. 
she just looked at me and she was like, just have coffee. <laughs> you know, and it took it, it took me like two and a half months to figure out. And and I did it like every other day. I'd wake up zero three thirty, I'd put my uniform on and go down the stairs. I'd get downstairs, look at the coffee pot, it would fire up, and I'm like, I'm not fucking active duty anymore. I'm not even in the fucking military anymore. So I'd I'd go out back, I'd let the dog out, I would drink coffee, I would see all my junior troops running around, and they, I mean, like, literally, I had two of them. These little motherfuckers, I hate them. They would run by my backyard, and they'd go, hey, you one, fuck you, and run off. And I'm just like, First off, if I kill you, I can't be charged as a military crime. So you might want to stop. And the other part of it was like, I've got a blowgun and I'm going to shoot you in the ass. It may have happened once. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I actually want to ask you if you heard about this. Uh, yeah. In October, let me think. Probably November. November 2018. Okay. Yeah. There was an FA bullet class that shot out into oh what the hell's that city? Into a neighboring town. Right. Overshot out into the public. Okay. Like yeah. in a farmer's field. Did yes. you ever hear about that? Yes, I did. That was my class. Fair enough. That was my battery. No shot. That was... I was going to slowly but surely work down the unit structure until I told you that I was on that gun, but I had nothing to it, do with it, the ammo. It's fine. It's, it's perfectly fine. I, uh, you didn't I was going to work it. down the unit structure until I said I was on that gun. You didn't breach it. We're good. It's yeah, true. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't in charge of the ammo. I was catching... The casings that came out. Right? I was catching the, yeah. But I was on that gun, and we had a moment, and it wasn't until this was on the news, and it was in hindsight of saying like, "What the fuck," mm-hmm. that I actually processed how it went down. But when I thought it over, I remembered that shot, right? Because I felt it. Oh, I heard yeah. it. Yeah, I heard it. I felt it, and I was like. That was different. Weird. <laughs> that okay. probably didn't go the way we planned. Yeah, weird. But moving on, right? Because we also right. had... Uh, here's a fun little story. <laughs> Anyone that wants to hear some goofy artillery nonsense, um, we would have competitions. It'd be between whoever loads the rounds, whoever catches the discharge, and the chief of the gun. Right. right, whoever's button on it. We could pull it out every single round if we wanted to, mm-hmm. or we could wait a while. Yeah. But I was betting every single round that when I would catch that, I'd tap and clear, and I could flip it and get it to land upright for a case of beer. No shot. For a case of beer. I was betting every round. I lost a couple, but I got really fucking good at it. So eventually, Gun Chief's like, sir, I don't make enough money to buy you this beer. What are, what are we going to fucking do? And I was like, you know what? It was all in good fun. We'll just call it good. Yeah, call it good. Yeah. I was like, you know what? You give me one sixer, we'll call it good. Yeah. <laughs> How many we did a, uh, we did a, 
an emergency lift for team two um, on the sea line. Yeah, I can actually speak about it. So we uh, we we pulled right. this this you know quote unquote stealth boat at the time it was unknown stealth boat you know for the seals. Um, okay. Nowadays you can go on fucking Google. Believe me, the sea lion, one amazing ship. Two, it's remote control. The pilot can stand on top of the ship and drive it. Three, I'm not going to tell you the rest of it. Is this the one you had to pick up? Yeah, well, no, we had an emergency. This was after I did the initial pick. Okay. Where I was threatened with, like, my entire life. <laughs> like, wanted to kill my family if I fucked it up. Jesus. Um, but we had an emergency lift. We showed up. We did it, you know, and the warrant officer walked up, and he was like, y'all did great. Thank you so much for getting on the trailer. What do you drink? I'm like, you know, I'm I'm the crane shop supervisor. I'm in charge of... The entire, the, the largest crane program in the entire Navy. There's 11 of us. So I was like, Jack Daniels. He was just like, check. And that was it. They left. Hell yeah. Two hours later, he calls me. He was like, hey, go to your fucking crane, the 200-ton Manitowoc, open the cab, pick your shit up. Okay, fine. So I sent one of my junior troops out there, and I'm like, hey, look, go to the 200-ton Manitowoc, pick up whatever the fuck is in the cab, bring it back to the office. Good deal. He was like, all right, right back. Comes back. He was like, um, EO1, can I have help? <laughs> Dude, I told you to go pick up a bottle of liquor. He was like, I need help. <laughs> like... Uh, so I looked over at a couple of another, you know, like another E6, another E5, you know, whatever. And I'm just like, hey, just go fucking help. Dude. Go humor him. This motherfucker brought in 12 cases of Jack Daniels. God. Give me a buzzer. It had to be. No, no. At that point, I I, I called I I called my uh my Alpha Six and I was like. Do you guys need crane shot for the rest of the day? He was like, no, you guys are good. I'm like, this is 10 o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, so it, it's Friday. I'm like, can I send him home? He was like, fuck it, who cares? Go ahead. I was like, roger that, sir. Hung up the phone. I'm like, crack it. <laughs> so we crack one yeah. case. We are shit-faced by fucking noon. And then we get a call, an emergency oh, yeah. call. Oh, it's God. the Army. They have a tugboat that has a hole in it, and it's sinking. And all the series are shit-faced trash. All the crane operators oh, crane. are completely fucking trashed. So, Command Master Chief calls, and he was just like, hey, EO one we need this boat out of the water. And I'm just like, no, um, sir. <laughs> it's like, when the fuck did you guys start drinking? Like, man. You know, probably about eleven o'clock. He was like ten oh one. He he looked at me. Or, well, it, he he actually showed up at the shop. He looked at me. He was like, "Let me ask you something. Is equipment operator third class? Blah blah blah." Here, and I said, "Yeah, he is." He was like, "Okay, we all know he's been operating for the last six years, drunk out of his mind." And I'm like, "Shit, you know about that?" <laughs> he was like, "Oh yeah, no, everyone knows." I was like, okay. He was like, let's get the boat out of the water. And I was like, fine. 
So I look over at, you know, EO3 and I'm like, hey, look, it's, it, you're the operator. You're the only operator. And he looks at me and was like, well, who the, who's holding the taglines? And I'm like, like fucking 15 drunk ass motherfuckers that can't stand. And he was like, cool, let's do it. <laughs> so we Down pulled this boat. Oh yeah, hundred percent. We we pull the boat out of the water. We have to wait for a second for the water to drain out because obviously mm-hmm. there's going to be a fucking weight differential, you know, this that, and the other. But there's like seven of us holding these taglines. One, we can barely stand. We're drunk as shit. Number two, Wes. That ah, fuck it. I'll say it. Wes, he's dead. I love you, Will. Wes is dead, but he swings the crane at full speed. Because you think it's funny as shit. Because now all of a sudden there's seven people sliding across fucking gravel holding a line trying to keep this boat in position. Meanwhile, there's an entire fucking army unit standing there with, you know, a, a, like, I think it was like three officers on deck. Their jaws are on the ground like, why the fuck did these guys pull our boat out of the water? <laughs> we got we got all said and done. We got it in the cradle. You know, their their fucking Army Corps of Engineers showed up. They started patching the thing, this and the other. The uh the commanding officer of that particular unit walked up and he was like, How fucking drunk are you? And I looked at him and I was like, Well, you're either a butter bar or the president. And he goes, Close enough, I think we're good. And he hands me a fucking challenge coin. I don't know why. He gave me a challenge coin. And that look says it all. He gave me a challenge coin, walks out of the office, and they all leave. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm I'm holding this in in one of these days. I'll tell you what. We'll we'll go into a Discord call. I'll show you the fucking thing. You need to show me your challenge coins. It's, like, literally that big. It's a size... It's stupid. It was a fucking coaster, and I used it as one. Um, Hell yeah! I'm telling you. I mean, like some of the most shady shit happens in the military, and it's it's funny because one, we get away with a lot of shit. Two, you said it best earlier. I mean, like if 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 civilians really knew what we get paid for. It is so fucking dumb. I've swept. I, I, I've mopped a fucking parking lot while it was raining because I was in trouble. Yeah. That yeah, doesn't we work. We had to mop the rain in basic. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. I sent, I sent a junior troop out onto a beach where I buried a tennis ball where I wrote on it military bearing. I buried it in the sand. I told him to go to Anzio Beach and find his military bearing. He was out there four and a half hours. Never found his military bearing until I dug it up, handed it to him, and he goes, what's that mean? Because he, you know, he was an E1 talking shit to an E6. And then we had, you know, at the time, we had Connex counselings. Those were the fun ones. For those of you that weren't in the military, they never fucking happened. Go ask a tree if he was stupid. Yes. No, we've done that one. No, we've done that you one. guys, this is things you guys get to learn on Asylum on vehicles. This is the stuff you get to learn on Asylum Arms, guys. You get, you get to learn the oh. real things about military and Asylum. 
Exhaust, yeah, exhaust samples on fucking Humvees. Those are fun. The keys, go find me the keys for Humvee. Yep, Bravo six two. Yep, done that one. Um, for for us, we had you know we had equipment operators, EOs, we had CMs, which are mechanics. So the new guy, you know, the EO would show up, and we're just like, hey, go over to building blah blah blah, ask him for a CM punch. He'd walk in, you know, to the CM1 and be like, I'm looking for a CM punch. Okay, look at his rank, look at his rate. He was a CM. He decked him right there on the spot. And then would come back to us and he's just like, so some asshole punched me. So you got a CM punch. And they're like, so what do we do now? Go to blah, 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 and go ask for your ID10T form so you can complain about it. <laughs> They come back from the Alpha 6 and be like, I've got a paper that says idiot. So, congratulations. Uh, congratulations, idiot. Here's an artillery one. I like this one. Right it because I, my I, I got somebody about it. at the door. I'm sorry. Oh God! After the story, we're gonna end the pack. Yes, it's right over schedule. <laughs> oh, he, he he disappeared oh. into darkness. There's an artillery one. One of my buddies is in the National Guard. He's still in. He's artillery. And um, holy shit, this is funny. So he had someone do a boom test. I was like, "What's a boom test?" They would go to the end of the cannon, and this was to get, they said that they were, like, testing reverberation or something like that. If you shout boom in the end of the cannon, yeah, they had fake tools that they were going to test the reverberation with, right? So, like, if I took my vape and I was holding this in the end of the cannon, waiting for him to shout boom, he'd be like, give me another one. <laughs> one more. You really got to sound off. Say it with your chest. <laughs> have some kid shouting boom in the end of a cannon for five minutes. <laughs> I wanted to see it happen. I made it happen. And prior to that, I don't know if I ever laughed harder in my life. Jesus Christ. Oh, God, that guy. Uh-oh. You um ruined my, you ruined my overlays, you asshole. Oh, shut up. So it's okay. We're 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 right. We're, we're ending stream soon, so it's okay. Oh, so. I just had someone at the door. I had to take care of it. I'm sorry. All right. Okay. So I guess we'll we'll start wrapping this shit up. Um. Why? Well, there's one question we haven't asked. Do you have any advice for someone that's wanting to go into the military? Second. Do you have any advice for someone wanting to go into the military or army? Let's see if you have to ask that one. This is just going to be a forwarding answer, but um, if you want to go in and you have an idea of what you want to do, do your research. Look into what your job truly entails. Look in... Don't listen to your recruiter. If you can find... It, don't listen to your recruiter. <laughs> <laughs> your five. Five. You know what? Just a 
quick little thing in basic training when we would march we'd have to sing cadence right and uh there was one time where they just said stay in formation and keep fucking walking i'm not doing this my drill was just not having it right so right. he's like y'all can do whatever the fuck you want stay in formation and get from a to b roger that yep so my buddies and i were making up songs we were like doing parodies to songs so that song because i got high oh no we made up verses for because recruiters lie <laughs> i love it i fucking love it this morning had a pt test because recruiters lie yeah <laughs> jesus christ Got a burning feeling in my chest because recruiters lie. No, I mean, if it's a burning, burning, no, family PFT, and I know why. <laughs> I used to eat chips on the couch, but recruiters lie. All right, all right, guys. You see, oh if you God. see chips, if you see chips on the couch, the recruiter's been a recruiter way too fucking long. Uh, all right, guys. I, no, this has been the sound alarms. <laughs> um, I am. I have like 30 minutes left of the stream, so I'm just going to raid out now because I don't give a fuck. Fuck you guys. Okay. That hurts. <laughs> 100% that's fair. Got up. I've streamed for 11 and a half hours. Fuck you guys. I've got three monitors on fucking uh, moderators, so I can't see shit right now. All right. Um, so um, we're actually changing things up. Since this is not an official Simon stream, I'm not going to raid into it, but I'm actually going to raid into one of my IRL friendship streams because, you know, why the fuck not? So we're ready to one of my IRL friends. All right. Okay. I will say one thing, Twix. Yes. If you need someone to run with on Modern Warfare. I am here as well. 100%. I would love to run with you. We we'll be oh, yeah. both would. I stream Modern Warfare quite a bit. I like starting to. So. He sucks at it. I do. You suck at it too. Us, so I think so. we're good. Shut up. The only one that doesn't is like, fucking Mark. Fucking 19, shut up, bitch. I'm 20, fuck you. <laughs> 28, fuck you. <laughs> Wait, you're how old? 28. I'm going to go to the retirement home now. Fuck <laughs> a dick. I fucking love you, Paul. I fucking love you, Paul. Getting 46, about to turn 47. Yeah, there. I was around. Captain Crunch 